now beaming into Nerd FT Radio. Welcome to another episode of Nerd FT Radio. I'm your host, RSG, a.k.a. The Cool Comic Collector, and I'm here with Crypto Cryer, a.k.a. The Podcast Store. Right. Cryer, you've been on a lot of podcasts, but Burn them out. we do have a very, very, very special guest. We have the founder and CMO of Gaming Ape Club, the one and only Minsky. How are you, What's man? Up, bud? How's it going? How's it going? Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, yeah. We're big. You're obviously a huge nerd, so you nerd FT radio would definitely be a good fit for you. I would assume. We had a we had a oh, jump you over here, right. yeah. And um, yeah. I know myself, Cryer, we met you um, in New York. We've talked multiple times. We're in multiple chats. You live kind of close to me too. <laughs> Unfortunately, we haven't like hung out as away. much. <laughs> yeah, like ten minutes away. Um, we haven't hung out as much because I'm dead. I'm deathly scared of what could that what could happen if we did, but. Maybe one of these days, which it's coming up very soon. We will be together um, in downtown Orlando. There is a Web3 conference that, Cryer, we will be actually there as well. Right. FUD. We actually have, by the way, I want to say something really quick. It's FUD's first right. time in the back in the, booth. in the studio helping us out. Adam is taking a little hiatus because it turns out he actually wants to dive into coding and being that dev that is asked when the devs are going to do something. So hopefully we get a little, um, little dev side of things from Adam, but Fud, thank you so much for uh, helping us out in on the back. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's an honor. Yeah, Glad to time, be here. First time. Thank you so much. All right, nice Minsky, to meet you, back, back to it, Minsky. Nice to meet you too, man. <laughs> Back to it, Minsky. But Fud, thank you so much. Uh, Minsky, you have been in the community for some time now. Again, we've to- uh, we've spoken multiple times as well as with Cryer. Um, I would love to, again, know a little bit more about your background, um, how you got into crypto. I know that, like Cryer said, you're a massive nerd, just like all of us. You've been in the gaming um, community for a very long time. So just give us that little pitch of where you started, how you got into it, and what you're doing right now with uh, your project, as well as what you're doing with yourself in this space yeah absolutely so i got into the space back in i think around september october of last year and at that point it was pretty much just learning about nfts and learning more about crypto and following the ozarks of the world for some dejan plays and you're really you know getting rugged left and right figuring out <laughs> the way of the That's nft the way, space the way she goes. and yeah of course yeah, everyone has to have somewhere they start you know and learn for sure um but started there and a few months into it, you know, we had a couple mutuals in the esports industry um, that I'll get into in a minute, but um, that started their own project and it really took off um, back in like November, December era. Um, so really, I got together with some old esports uh, associates of mine, uh, the guys who, if you see that picture back there, used to be a part of an esports organization called Optimal Ambition. And the three founders, Polly, Truzo, and Justin, um, they all own that esports organization. I worked with them for like a year and then really got together with them and Rubik's who works with them as management and, and said, you know, let's try to bring a gaming side to uh, the NFT space, you know, outside of what we've really seen. We, you know, we've seen a bunch of projects really, you know, talk about how they're going to be developing on that, either their own game or just bringing gaming to it. But it hasn't really been done, you know, as well as we thought at the time, especially. Um, as well as we thought we could do it. And so far it's been going really well for us. And uh, I come from the esports background too, from, uh, I work with, I currently work for a company called Overtime. I'm transitioning to like the web three side of Overtime. It's like that basketball highlight, um, you know, company yep. that, and whatnot, but they have the, 
they have a gaming department as well. And I was the community director for them for about eight months. And um, they're transitioning outside of Fortnite, which was like my specialty. So as they do that, I'm transitioning into the, the uh, crypto side as they like prepare for, you know, some stuff coming nice. up in the uh, near future. But that and then we all come from streaming backgrounds, too. So I've been streaming for like two or three years on Twitch. We're all partnered on Twitch and Rubik's like seven years. Rubik's like Discord partner. Sure. Um, so he's our tech guy there. So just a bunch of bunch of nerds nerding out. Oh, yeah. Know? Mincy, you're telling me that you played Fortnite and you were like good at building and you weren't like these seven year olds are like smacking the <laughs> hell out of me. Like I, I could have earnings. I have earnings, bro. I have $250 in earnings. Now it was like an Xbox cup, but I have earnings. Um, no, <laughs> I can't do that, but I, I'm blown away. Cause again, I come on the back end of playing like MLG game battles, but it was on the side of like call of duty Four, world of war world yeah. of, I said, of not you at, go. you Nailed heard it. that fun. You heard that crier. Um, all these other games as well as like MLB 2K and all this stuff, uh, Madden Ultimate Team. But again, when you go into the Fortnite side of it, I mean, I got dubs, but just not on the level of I just start seeing the these streams, these clips of kids building in this game. And I just like I can't do anything about it. There's nothing, yeah, nothing to do. <laughs> yeah so um i'm i'm definitely not as good as some of these kids i outside of some something i don't think a lot of people know about me but outside of um streaming and you know content i used to do content creation on my own and stuff like that. that's when i really would you know sweat the game and really get good at it and, and try to compete with the kids but when you're <laughs> when you're like i was like 25 at the time doing that and they're all like 13 14 yeah. 15 how old are you now keep saying you know, the kids and i'm just like holy shit i'm so old well, I'm 27, but like that's when I that's when I like grinded yeah. that um, around that time, probably like 25, 26, um, and stuff like that. When I got a PC and was working uh, full time and like digital marketing, just doing it for fun. But um, okay. yeah, I mean, I managed a couple kids who are like pros in the scene, so I know how good that threshold is. And oh yeah, um, there's like this. I managed three guys now: one guy named TK, one guy named Asian Jeff, and one guy named Noah W plays, and they're insane. They're like <laughs> couldn't handle yeah, a candle to them. They are. Yeah, I'll have to send you guys some clips of there sometimes. Oh, yeah, it's sick. it's crazy. And they range from it's like ridiculous. 15 years old to uh, you know, 18, something like that. So insane. Those neurons insane. still fire. But um, um it's got Oh yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. and they're I mean, school it's not that hard. So you just go home and then just play it or right. even be homeschooled and they're ready to go or virtually at least. So yeah. um Minsky on your side when you had this opportunity to come into web3 <clears> on the sense of why you got into nfts um you did mention that it was because of you heard some people in the gaming industry um esports that going in some of your colleagues and whatnot but like what was like the one thing that stood out to you about like the opportunity that nfts can provide yeah, light bulb um, on the side of like what you were doing or that, that what was that light bulb click um was it on the side of like esports or was it just an overall of like the blockchain what it can do in the world what it can do for everything uh what exactly was that for you yeah, it definitely was more on the side of esports than it was the blockchain and what it can do for you. Um, and I say that because, you know, we're still learning every day about the, you know, capabilities and integrations that we can do over time. Um, you know, we're not developing our own game. We're looking to be like the kind of central hub of a bunch of communities. So you look at uh, some of our partners right now, you know, we're partnered with Gridcraft and we made Gatland. That's like our partnered server on um through Minecraft that Gridcraft made. It's like the same thing as what Llamascape or New Cyber, um, you know, is being developed as and whatnot. 
And uh, we also are partnered with the, you know, Pixelverse when, you know, when that comes out in 2027. So we'll be good there in a few years. I heard 2020, uh, but yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah, it might be 2029 yeah, by now. Knows. We'll see Ooh. if uh, Wob's, Wob's focus on the Cardano yeah. um, you know, engagement farming right now. Yeah, so. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, we uh, basically came with the esports side for that uh, it, just because of our backgrounds and, and whatnot. So no, no one um, amongst the team itself was too uh, endowed with like the the blockchain gaming and whatnot. So that was something we kind of said from the beginning. We would focus more on that and uniting, you know, those those gamers because there's there's I mean, as you guys know, a ton of gamers in the space that you know aren't even oh, yeah. as involved in the blockchain gaming, just like to game. And we have in our Discord, um, we have weekly events, daily events. We have um, moderators set up in community managers in our uh, project that basically run weekly events for GAC XP, you use the GAC XP to buy stuff from our marketplace. So that's like a nice way to earn instead of just, you know, owning the NFTs, you can actually play and play you know, earn that way. Um, yeah. Uh, and then we have, you know, weekly tournaments, biweekly, monthly, we've had, we've had tournaments that we've done on GAC land. We've had tournaments that we hosted for the pixel league is what it's called. It's like with pixel verse root troop, uh, you know, Axel littles, guys like that. So yes, guys like that, um, host tournaments for other communities. And, and that's like, you know, a big part of what our roadmap V2 is going to be all about is really getting on the event planning and the streaming uh, side of things instead of instead of focusing on the, the game building, which I I personally believe, you know, building your own game and whatnot is insane. It's going to be way better. And yeah, it's first of all, it's insane. A lot of work hours, sure. a lot of manpower and a lot of money. Um, the reason that these studios create, you know, you know, spend billions yeah. of dollars creating these games and, you know, six years, yeah. you know, so. That's the reason. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, it's definitely not off the table for us in the future, but that's, it's, it's definitely not the short term goals of ours. Um, and, or, or really, you know, midterm right now, uh, maybe long term down the line. But um, that's something we're really focused on to kind of use our backgrounds and whatnot and, and focus more on the esports side. And that's what really got me from the beginning. So um, there's an old project too that was doing something similar and they still are. And they, um, I, I'm not, I haven't really followed up with them in a while, but MTG, if you guys remember them, it was like MTG and PA back in December that were like both pretty two pretty hot projects um, that were about to mint, at, I think in either December or January. And they are run by eSport uh, backgrounds people as well. Um, Kirsch and I th- think at the time TFG was involved, but they were, um, you know, we saw that happening uh, as things developed for them and they had been around for a few months. And, you know, we thought we could really, you know, add something to our own style that would, you know, be able to provide a different perspective and a different mindset of how to go about that. So for sure. I like the, that's where the approach you've, really started. You've, you've been taken to where you're kind of integrating multiple NFT projects into the, the ecosystem to then compete with each other. Uh, I think that opens up a yeah. lot broader, you know, scope instead of just focusing on one 10 K project or, you know, one, you know, your tight knit community. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's at the end of the day, you know, without every part of the community, first of all, it's great exposure, not just for GAC, but for, you know, all the projects involved. So even if it's a little bit of a prize pool where we've done tournaments where it's just for fun, um, you know, it's uh, people like to just game and we even if it's for fun, we'll still offer, you know, GAC XP. There's no liquidity pool attached to it. So it's, you know, it's not, if there's not too much of a, you know, uh, hesitancy there on our end, it's very minimal, um, you know, for people that are involved, but it's, uh, it's fun to kind of get, you know, the different communities aware of what GAC does and us, you know, to really integrate with those other communities as well and just kind of see how, uh, see how everyone can compete. And I've seen a lot of, uh, Sappy Seals playing a lot of these events and they've, they've outperformed a lot of, a lot of people. I will say they got some gamers in there. Yeah. Well, every time you go in, nothing like that, (laughs) every time you go in there, you, you see like who's playing in discord and it's just like, yeah. Uh, what is it? Um, 
It's the, that's the game they're always playing. Um, Valorant. Valorant. Yeah, yeah, Valorant. They're always on the Valorant yeah. there. Yeah. I was playing with them a bunch. Um, yeah, they're they're all, like, disgusting. Like, I, I don't play Valorant much. And yeah, I never got really into really that good. one. That one I, I'm more of an RPG, you know, old-school nerd. I'm like a like a Diablo guy or old school RuneScape MMORPG. I like uh, I like Diablo. I like uh, I like a lot of. Um, I played like WoW back in the day a little bit, mostly just uh, like those AR uh, a- wow ARPG type games. I'm more of those styles. I suck at shooters. Gotcha. I did a lot of PUBG also. I, I was a really big fan of PUBG. I got deep in that when it first came out. <clears throat> Yeah, PUBG. I never tried that. I think I played like two or three games, but I was more into Modern Warfare 2. I mean, that was just my game growing yeah. up. Um, that and that was probably the best. I probably had like 60 days played in total on that um, or more. Yeah. Like it's easy. That was like I'll, I'm yeah. probably there with you. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. that was like exactly uh, there with you. Um, yeah, for sure. No, absolutely. Uh, Minsky, I, I have been a part of one of your um, little tournaments that you've had in the Pixel League. Um, unfortunately, I came in second place. I know you were watching place, me. Guy. You were rooting me on. I, I was, was doing, doing really good. <laughs> yeah. And the good juju. I, hey, listen, a lot of people doubted me, and I was doing pretty good. The Fall Guys for me is, you know, it might be a little bit of my game, but um, besides the point, um, just seeing how you guys operated that comparable to, again, I was in another tournament with Cool Cats and just – the way that they did it, they structured it. Sometimes it just didn't feel as um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It wasn't just uh, not that, structured, not the best Un- that I was yeah. expecting. Yeah, so it wasn't structured. Again, you're you're expecting when you think of like these tournaments, you think of the e um, e gaming, esports, the whole nine. You don't realize that it takes experience and it takes that structure that you should know how to build these tournaments. What you should do when something bad happens wrong happens how do you make it fair how do you not and when you turn into like what happened at cool cats where you bring in someone making the decision that's literally something that's not that and doesn't have that experience and has something else and then they make a decision that unfortunately uh, your boy rsg got host. screwed in um Real. it just felt like oh man what's going on here but on the side of what you guys did i had a blast playing i was pissed as hell how i lost i should have done what the guy did to me which was push me off but um it was a lot of fun on that side but one of the things i did want to ask you on the side oh ooh, i forgot to mention runescape prior nonsense <laughs> runescape number one game all right number two i was gonna mention um, it when you were what, done anyway so what, i got you well he talks about jesus Christ. oh yeah we had to all right perfect all right i all that's literally the game that i got a story for you guys too ooh, has sure, but. Oh, perfect. Well, here, perfect. while you're on um, that thought, still, really yeah, cool. yeah. yeah, let, yeah, let me go on that thought. So, on the side of what you have experienced in the NFT space, the communities, the different communities specifically, as well as your community, how does that incorporate? Like, how does that compare to what you have witnessed in the e-gaming, esports, um, streaming, Twitch, all the things that you have done on that side? Is it very similar? Is it very different? H- how has that been uh, on your side of things since you've been on both ends? Yeah, I think it's very similar. Um, there are a ton of esports organizations that you know will attempt to do something like this inside N- the NFT space, outside the NFT space. And that's kind of one thing we're looking to, uh, to help out with across the board. There's a lot that I will, for example, we had somebody, I won't mention who, but we had somebody reach out to us um, actually like today about setting up a tournament with them. And, you know, whenever we're asking Ooh. that kind of stuff, yeah, it's pretty expi- exciting stuff. Uh, whenever <laughs> whenever they ask about that kind of stuff, um, I always 
I always ask for like examples of what they've had in the past. So I can like take a look and see like, you know, are we going to be able to provide something better or should they just, you know, stick to what they're doing? We'll help with a different area um, if they already got the streams down. But the biggest things that it kind of uh, comes down to is having the right stream setup, camera, microphone, um, overlays, uh, you know, any graphics involved, uh, background stuff. I don't, the camera's not big enough. You know, I have a little nano leaf there, but like, when we do our streams so far, we've done them through Rubik's because Rubik's has like a 4K camera. He's got, um, you know, like a nice, nice, nice microphone, heavy duty PC, you know, everything like that. And a lot of these tournaments, they'll just, all they'll do is go on Twitch and press go live. And it won't be as good of an experience it's because it won't be, you know, somebody broadcasting. Yeah. yeah. And one thing we add is to really find a broadcaster for every game too, whether it's for these tournaments that are fall guys, you know, me and Rubik's can do that, or we'll hire, you know, hire somebody who has a little bit more experience, but those games like that are Fortnite where we have a lot more experience hosting events, easy to do. But if we get to the rocket leagues or the call of duty, stuff like that, we'll hire an outside broadcaster. Um, sometimes, uh, you know, we've, we've been in contact with some like professional, you know, actual broadcasters. Um, yeah. It depends on the budget of the people running the event and whatnot, if they want to include that, but, We'll get them involved so we can have the best commentary that we can provide. So it's not just, you know, us making stuff up as we go. Um, but yeah, pretty much. And that's like a, that's like a big thing for the, for the fall guys tournament. I did, I did remember you getting second place, you know, ripped to that. Um, <laughs> big rip. Some bullshit. Yeah, it happens. It happens. But we, uh, we had a guy named Chuby help us out and he's been great so far. And he's, he's like a part of the Axolittles community and he's, um, he's been a great commentator. So we'll probably be sticking with him for a lot of these events too, but but yeah, it's there's so much crossover with that that it really, it really is uh, important for us to take that next step and try and uh, develop on that. And there's there's some other stuff we're working on that I can't really talk about right now um, that will help out with that as well. And you know, we will hopefully bring that to light within the next few months here. But you know, no alpha drops. Gotta here. go off of that. <laughs> no alpha. No alpha. Not on. Not on the NFT radio, bro. Can... I can't do that. Come on now. Yeah, not not right That's here. Right. Maybe some other time. But um, but let's let's hear the let's hear yeah, the let's RuneScape hear story that you got here because I need this is gonna be like one of the first times <laughs> that I have like another person with me trying to go at Cryer here because RuneScape was the best game. So go ahead. I agree. Um, and I mean, I don't even know you guys might some of you guys might know this story already, but basically, um, I used to so back in the day I would you know play with you play runescape you play with your buddies but also also same time you meet people i think yeah yeah, i think red Sox might already know what i'm talking about but i I remember this story this is a great story you meet people in the community that you know you just play with and you know want to go pk with and that's all i did all i did was train to pk i used uh you know uh quest guides to go through all the you know mandatory quests and and when i never like you know actually finished a quest all the way through probably uh without using one of those rune hq you know shout out to rune hq uh oh you yeah. shout out rune, shout HQ. Out rune good HQ good heavens um and basically just did that and over time um you know met a lot of met a lot of people there and actually met this one person and you know we, we pk'd for probably like a year together two years together um added each other on facebook back in the day when that was relevant and <laughs> um we're really you know became friends that way never never hopped on a call together never you know hopped on a face cam thing we were you know 14 or 15 you know however old we were at the time and then after like a couple years of it we both quit and just didn't talk to each other for like 10 years and then you know uh a little behold what 10 years later we I, i'm in a group chat in the nft space and i'm talking to you know some people in the space and i i see this one guy's at and i'm like that that at looks really familiar so i i go and look it up on facebook and i type in morgan stone and it pops up on my facebook as <laughs> facebook friends and 
it's you know it's stone root from root, the root troop That's founder awesome. and he's uh yep and yep. he's just you know just chilling in the group chat with me we're both in the nft space he he did some he dj'd after um he played tennis in college i believe and then dj'd as well and um you know the tennis part and the profile picture at the time was like that really serious dj face he he has as at his profile picture i don't know if you guys ever remember seeing that but oh, so yeah, i saw I've that and it. i was like all right i definitely know who this guy is and i, I went and looked you know we had our combos from 10 years ago. I mean, you know, some of them cringy 14 oh, yeah. year old combos, Big but um, that's, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, and it's so funny. <laughs> just met that way. Yeah. Met in New York city. I mean, too. Hey, by the way, uh, he's been, yeah, in New York, right. Um, he actually, uh, has been on the show before. So shout out to, to stone. He's been, um, a very big, um, person in the space helping us out as well as just feedback and supporting us cool. and and whatnot so he definitely is on the side of like recruiting as well from uh, what cool. he's doing with cool. root troop and that's one of the things i do in real life is uh, also nice. so it's super cool to like pick his brain sometimes and talk about it but it's, it is super funny how you mentioned again it was runescape for other people it was other video games and they grow up and then you see these same individuals are the people that are in the NFT space because it correlates with what we did in RuneScape, what we did in WoW, Diablo, Call of Duty, Madden Ultimate Team, uh, Club Penguin, I guess we can say that for the SEALs, um, and all these other games that um, everyone has played growing up. And this was an opportunity now where I truly believe, based upon all those games that we've played, um, and we weren't we were playing a game, but really what we were doing is training for what this year last year has been all about with nfts and i really believe that we have a different eye than other people that didn't experience that and didn't go through all those things um at the end of the day but it is super cool just to see um how that goes on that side so now minsky a little bit of can we go a little bit into again your project how that came to it uh what other founders do you have on the team how big is the team just an over overview of what exactly is going on with your project um we do a lot that you have going on right now yeah absolutely yeah yeah definitely definitely uh can speak to the nerd crowd there coming from a fellow nerd myself but oh yeah um basically started back in november uh it was five founders it was Polly, justin truzo they are um they're like a little bit older and um more behind the scenes and whatnot and then we have rubik's and myself uh rubik's handle uh, we handle a lot of the marketing a lot of the twitter presence um and then uh the discord and you know community involvement and stuff like that partnerships sponsorships everything there um and Basically, they're all from the esports background. Like I mentioned, uh, they run and Rubik's manages uh, one of the esports organizations. And I worked with Overtime Gaming um, for about eight months. So we started that in November and ran that until uh, we're still currently running it. But pre-mint ran that until uh, March 24th of this year and minted on that day, actually coming up on six months and three days now. It's crazy. Um, fast. But. Yeah. So really, like, really, like seven, eight years. Yeah. If you multiply the interst- and um, the interstellar, uh, if you move the yeah. one over and everything, yeah, in the in NFT, NFT space, yeah, yeah, NFT time, yeah, absolutely, it's ridiculous, dude. I, I've definitely lost a few years of my life. I mean, there, there was a hundred hour weeks for pre-mint, and it's it's crazy. Like, we, oh, I couldn't, I can only yeah. imagine. Um, but aside from us five there, you know, we went at the beginning, and we really, you know, as experienced we were, were in the esports field, we wanted to have somebody on the team that was helping out, uh, you know, pretty heavily with the NFT space. And at the time, we had done some reach outs and got some recommendations. And um, early on, and he was, you know, still a big presence at the time, but it was still probably probably sub fifty thousand followers, sub seventy five thousand maybe. But we got in touch with uh, NFT Llama 
and he's uh, he's actually our advisor of the project. Um, more hands-on pre-mint, of course, and whatnot, but you know, still still there for us um, uh, post-mint, helping out and you know, giving advice, feedback, stuff like that. Um, so brought him on, and you know, one of the biggest things he was at first. This was a time when people were dropping projects left and right. They were coming oh, yeah. out of you know left field and all, all undoxed, you know, just happening within a week or two weeks, which it still kind of is. Um, and, you know, just selling at super high mint prices. Ethereum was 4,500. Life was good. <laughs> we weren't all crying. You know, we're it's uh, down bad. Things were, things were going well. Yeah. And he basically, the first thing he said to us was like, yeah, just dox your, dox your whole team, you know, right away. And you guys will have a lot more respect going into that pre-mint. And that was like the biggest biggest piece of advice he had right away his first uh, interaction with us was a face cam video of him and uh at the time a potential dev we were going to use but he was uh, a little preoccupied with some other stuff uh his name was ryan but um they hopped on cameras everyone's hopped on face cams we were all like right away everyone was like all right this is gonna work and so we worked with llama uh then we have a, another guy the actually the root troop uh, dev as well but uh cory is like one of our main devs um he's i think animal animal mix on twitter i think is his this is Twitter app, something like okay. that, but he's uh, the root troop dev as well. And then we work with, you know, some contracted, you know, members as well, like Crockett does, uh, you know, some website stuff. We have a VFX guy. Um, he does all our videos for us. We have a graphic designer in house, uh, community management, moderators, stuff like that. Um, two piece helps out uh, really heavily too on like collaborations and whatnot. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much the majority of the team. The esports background guys are pretty much those five. And then, you know, Llama. Lama played a lot of, you know, gaming or gamed a lot growing up and stuff. So that was a big thing for him as well. Um, I'm not sure if he was too involved on like the actual esports side. I don't think as much, but you know, he's, he's good. At, he's good at gaming. So <laughs> that's, uh, that's kind of how we came, came about there. That's awesome. On the, just like overview of the entire project, you know, you, you, you meant the 10 K collection or, or more or less uh 6550 we ended up uh reducing it a bit at the time due to the marketing conditions nice yeah um you know you have a anything like specific like membership wise you help like help start up kind of the 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 esports people or are you people like wanting to look into like who's who's you targeting as your main uh main audience there yeah so it's pretty much everybody who just likes to game and and that's you know it's there's so many people inside and outside of the esports field. There's a lot of people in the esports field that we, you know, we did reach out to about even being like a um, kind of a, a sponsor of ours for for GAC. But there's a ton of them that are super hesitant still on the uh, NFT side yeah. space. So that was not the easiest task. Yeah. So we had we had a I can't really mention any names. We had a couple people actually like, you know, one person was was pretty heavily involved and in, or going to be heavily involved, but ended up not working out because of that. Um, and this was like early on, but that that is definitely it's the general gamer is definitely our you know biggest um you know target market but um we still go you know we still interact and and chat with people in the esports fields there's specifically streamers i would say is our biggest thing we have something in our discord um that we set up that you can basically link your your twitch to the discord and be a part of our twitch team and we set that up with twitch as well oh that's cool i have seen that um, Yep. And there's an automated bot that Rubik set up that basically, you know, anytime somebody's live, it'll pop in the general chat and say, hey, blah, 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 it's live. Um, go, check it you know, go check out the stream and we'll, we'll pop in ourselves even. And, you know, it's it's cool, not just for the community involvement, but um, I'm sure they, you know, they're they excited to see that sometimes, too, because it's like a couple partner badges coming into, you know, shows shows we've been around and sure. we're, we're involved with the community there, too. I was build their um, audience, too. You know, like no matter how many viewers. Into the yeah. space for sure. Yeah, it's super interesting. Um, since you started, you yeah. said about six months. 
Have you noticed any change in the amount of esports? Like that, that gaming that side is more interested yet, or is it still like you know pretty taboo? NFTs are the devil. Yeah, a lot of gamers are really um, against uh, just crypto in general. I feel like when from just coming from my background of, of yeah. crypto. Yeah, there still is. Um, I'm hoping over time, you know, the things that are being done from these esports organizations, for example, uh, Sentinels um, teamed up with a excuse me, a company called uh, Join Valhalla, and they are um, a project that is, I believe, I'm not sure if they're solely Valorant based or not, but they are partnered with the Sentinels. So, and the Sentinels are very Valorant based, um, and they'll be they'll be hosting a tournament soon, I think, too. But uh, you know, different esports organizations that are big like that, like Phase, for example, just announced their Phase Metaverse um, within Sand, you know, Sandbox and, and whatnot. So, the more eyes, the more announcements like that from the bigger orgs, the more eyes will get to you know be on the NFT space sure. and the crypto space and hopefully show people, you know, things are okay and things are, you know, not as crazy different to be involved in that space as people, as some might think, um, you know, the regulations from the government too coming For soon sure. will probably Help. also legitimize that. And yeah. the, and the, 100%. You know, the re reduction of energy usage with proof of stake. I think that'll also play in a big part because I feel like that's one yeah. of the biggest things that people kind of, that's the first thing everyone says like, well, it's bad for the environment. Yeah. So. I actually cry or, yeah, I know. The other day, Cryer, um, if you guys did see in Minsky, uh, this actually kind of correlates to us because it's here in uh, uh, sunny Florida in Orlando. Florida. Uh, Universal Studios is actually doing um, NFTs for their Halloween Horror Nights uh, where you go into each house, you get an NFT. And I was just reading the comments on Twitter about everyone just bashing nfts like it's so bad for the environment how could universal studios do this <laughs> yeah. and one of the things i did was we had a little graph from nrn stating how much netflix does how like much uh, all these other things do and like ethereum paypal ethereum uh post and now uh or pre and post and everything and i sent it in there and i got like a bunch of likes and people like i can't believe you would say that that's not true and <laughs> here I'm we like, go all right here we yeah. go so you were that reply guy i was talking about it's definitely something that yeah i was definitely the reply guy on that side but it's definitely just funny to see the whole like everything come to and one of these days when everyone really understands it's the lower that the the younger generation that's going to understand the ownership concept of these assets when you're playing these games. And then we're going to look back at it as the older crowd or even older than us um, seeing like, Oh crap, maybe they were right. Look at all these kids now that have the opportunity to own those assets. When we were growing up, we didn't have those assets. We yeah. weren't able to monetize on our content, the whole nine yards. So it's definitely um, going to be, it's going to take some time, but we're definitely going to get there. Um, audience, um, so one thing I did actually want to mention these two. Which is yeah, exactly. Yeah. 110%. Um, one thing I did want to ask you, uh, Minsky, since it actually, before we like wrap things up here, um, one of the things that's happened in the last few days has been the, the, the pretty much the news behind Twitch and what they've been doing lately with their, their streamers, all the, all the things about like the pay cuts as well as not the, not having the opportunity to stream on, what is it on like gambling yeah. depending on what website it is um like stake.com and whatnot so like what's kind of like your take i, I would love to know like on the back end because again esports e-gaming streaming that it's gonna hurt sure. a lot of those people in the on the on the twitch side of things so how do you how do you see that uh going is twitch over is it dead um what's gonna happen 
Yeah, so um, that's a good question. I, I don't think Twitch is over dead. Uh, I definitely, <laughs> yeah. I think they're still, uh, I think they're still, you know, going to be one of the top platforms, yeah. uh, you know, competing with, yeah, doing doing pretty well, regardless of what happens for quite some time, at least. But uh, I think they need to adapt. So like they're losing, you know, throughout the past year, they've lost a bunch of big creators to YouTube. YouTube, you know, has signed um, specific deals to that. But Twitch has been basically, you know, listening to the community the best they can from what I've what, what I've seen, but also recently have done some some moves that have not been as ideal to a lot of the, uh, the gambling side of things. Um, yeah, and content creators, too. So they yeah. Twitch usually um, has like a uh, like a half split, I believe, um, if I'm not mistaken, compared to other sites that do, you know, a, more of a, a bigger split for. Yeah, it's a 50 yeah. 50 now. Yeah, so they they do that, um, and that's you know other sites do a better split. Uh, other sites may not be as you know aware. Like for example, I I know some people who are Facebook streamers, um, and you know make, can make a, a hell of a lot of money on that because they are you know not as developed as Twitch or YouTube, and um, you know they want to pay wanna... you know people bags yeah. to grow it. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, before the 50-50 split, it was um, 70-30. So now they're going to that 50-50, which is yeah, a, a big, boatload. Big, yeah. And when you think about like NFTs, these royalties, all these things that we talk about every single day where the artist doesn't have the control, it's the other end uh, in music, mm-hmm. in in Hollywood, every industry. in sports, et cetera, et cetera. It happens everywhere. So this is kind of like going back to the roots of that. And that's what we're trying to get away from. So, um, but yeah, no, I definitely think it's super interesting to see what's going to happen with a lot of these streamers. Do you see the Minsky go into other platforms or do you think they stick with, um, with Twitch? So I think, especially now that uh, Twitch actually, I don't know if you guys saw this too, but they announced that you can stream outside of just Twitch. Um, usually it was solely yep. only streaming on Twitch. Um, you can, you know, even if you were a Facebook partner, YouTube partner, whatever, you had to stream huge. on Twitch if you were a partner. Um, you know, couldn't do TikTok at the same time, and which is TikTok live streams are huge too for, for sure. you know, uh, you know, revenue source and awareness, bringing Absolutely. people. When I, when I was streaming, I would go TikTok live and literally just put a camera of my face streaming there and talk to people there randomly you know it's it's a great way to bring people on but um that kind of thing was not really allowed by by twitch until recently to kind of have that uh you know multiple platforms at once being being live so i think that part will make a lot of streamers stay even if they do go live on youtube at the same time as twitch or something um more of the bigger guys that'll help with because if you're a smaller streamer and trying to use multiple platforms it's not as smart um because you know you'll have uh, too many, too many to have your small community focus on. You know, you want to kind of bring them all into one one area. Oh, that makes sense. Um, but stuff like that, I think, will uh, will help people stay. At the same time, this gambling announcement for that side of things is is pretty big for the ones that are you know really really into gambling. Yeah, there, like sure. Trainwreck. I know Corinna does those a lot. I know um, what's his name. There was another guy uh, that's had a lot of backlash from that recently. But uh, there's a ton of ton of streamers um, that got a lot of backlash from that. Um, or you know, gave a lot of backlash to Twitch about that. So um, we'll see how yeah. they adjust to that. I mean, you look at the post now, there's probably 350,000 likes on Twitter and, you know, it's it's going incredibly viral overnight. Sure. Uh, so it's it's going to be fun to see if they make any adjustments or if they kind of just let it ride and and say that. So, I mean, you, if Aiden Ross, you know, these guys are partnered with Stake, like you said. So like they have huge, huge deals in oh, place. Yeah. So this is a huge, uh, huge change for them. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens. 
it's not i don't i don't believe it's every single um site i think it's only the ones in that are legal in the u.s they can it's use. like three yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly it's three of those and it goes effect on october 18th yeah. so for those people that have it they can still yeah. do it for a little squeeze bit that money out money. Yeah. So <laughs> if you are exactly. one of those people yeah. keep on put it going. all on red put it exactly yeah. exactly um so uh, but yeah no that pretty much um i definitely want to know your take on yeah, it again question, being sure. in that uh industry being in that side of things it was definitely it's super interesting to hear your take on it but um minsky again thank you so much for stopping by um just pretty much nerding out with us um having oh, a yeah. great time uh, i do want to mention before we go crier there is a brand new show out right now i gotta nerd out for at least the last few minutes or even more nerd out and it's on the side of star wars on door uh just released Ooh. on disney plus the first three episodes it's going to be a full season um for tw- it's going to be 12 episodes for the first season and then it's going to be another season with another 12 is going to be a prequel to rogue oh, nice. one which is probably I'd like to say the best Star Wars movie, yeah. to be honest. No Mandalorian. Um, right? You're not going to like it because there's no there lightsabers. <laughs> no Mandalorian, but I no like, lightsabers I either. One, so, so you I'm probably good. won't it's, like it's it. The, it's, it's more on the. the... So it's more on the side of yeah, like, like the spy too. side of things. And you're going to really learn Mando, why like. this character, like what happened to him in Rogue One. You're an animal <laughs> for not liking um, Mando, but. But other than that, like I said, Minsky, thank you so much for stopping by. You're always welcome to come back on. I have to hang out with you in Orlando. I have to drink a lot of water, though, on that day that we hang out. Um, we will see you on the 30th, oh, actually in nine days, and we're going to have a, bla- a blast there in downtown Orlando with the event uh, for, I think it's called Web3 Central Florida, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. And it's going to be a blast. But like I said, oh, yeah. Minsky, thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. appreciate you guys having me. And uh, we'll definitely see each other in, you know, at that event. We'll have a lot of a lot of water, like Cut. you said, nothing else. Uh, yes, perfect. So we'll stay hydrated out there. Yes. Um, excited to speak there, too. I'm, I'm sure they'll have some, you some know, panels. polarizing questions. For sure. Yeah, so absolutely. And I, what we'll go ahead and do as well for all the listeners, we will put uh, Minsky's at his Twitter at as well as his project all uh, on the description, the podcast description, and we're good to go again for all the listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of nerd FT radio. We'll catch you next week for all the interesting metaverse <laughs> news in the world. Damn it. I'm trying to, what was the one you, what, what you use the last Peace. week? What I'll was talk it? To you guys later. It was like brick, br- uh, <laughs> brick by brick into the metaverse. Something like that. I was like, no, that doesn't You'll work. Find but it. <laughs> we'll talk later. I ruined it. I'll ruin it. One Peace. piece. We'll talk to you guys later. later. Bye. Cut it. <laughs>